Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today is a very important topic. I know I get asked about it a lot, and it was one of the things that was the hardest uh, for me to learn, and that is understanding fullness. What does respecting fullness actually mean? Uh, and I'd love to start with you, Miss Vic. How, how are, how was it for you when you learned fullness? So I was doing some digging this morning in the Intuitive Eating book, which we sometimes reference, and a lot of the things that like took me from healing my relationship with food was a lot of these principles. Um, and I guess the before we even talk about fullness. Um, that's principle six and, um, which is pretty far back in the book. I think there's 10. I'm just trying to remind myself. Um, I believe that there's 10 and yep. And honor your hunger is principle two. Yes. Very, very. So, So that was when I was thinking about it this morning, like getting hunger cues back and learning how to establish that trust with my body was the first step mm-hmm. um because fullness was a really weird I I had a very re- weird relationship with it it was always like you know it would it was never that like mild that little that happy medium um I'm gonna share the um I'm gonna share the hunger and fullness scale that we were just talking about before we started Um, my desktop is horrendous right now. Don't look. (laughs) Um, but this is the hunger fullness scale. There's millions of them. You can go print one out online, um, like on Google and you could put it like at your table. You can put it on your um, refrigerator, but I never like looking at this, like I was either in the nine or 10 or I was in the like two to one. Mm-hmm. And so this in between of like four to seven, I, I didn't really understand. Um, I like that this has a lot of different descriptions. So like, it's just very descriptive and you can kind of add your own as you begin this journey of like feeling your fullness. Um, but it, I just, it was really, really hard for me to think about fullness when I felt like I couldn't even honor my hunger. Like the, the scary thing for me was feeling that hunger and being like, oh my gosh, like I I viewed it as such a negative thing rather than viewing it as, Hey, my body needs nourishment and energy right now. For just those who are listening to the podcast, do you mind reading just a couple of like, what is, what is a one? What is a 10? What is a four? What is a seven? So one is starving and 10 is painfully stuffed. So starving is you're so hungry, you'll eat anything. You may feel starved, dizzy, crabby, headache. You're painfully stuffed, which is a 10, is extreme fullness that can cause pain or that sick feeling. Um, I I tend to like be in the four, so like getting a little bit hungry, time to think about what you want to eat, but you feel that you can wait. And then I try to eat to like a seven, which is you're comfortably full, but not overly full. Um, eight is a little too full, you're stuffed and you feel overly full and possibly bloated. So, um, we can, we'll also link in the show notes, like the PD, the link to the PDF so that if you are just listening to the podcast, you can click on it. Um, but 
it's, it's hard at first to like have that awareness and we can kind of talk about ways to be aware when we're eating. Um, but I think just having that out, I used to have it like printed out on my table. Now I like, it's so intuitive. It's so like back, it's always in my head that I don't necessarily have it out all the time, but there was a time like for years that I had it either on my table or like when Josh and I would be eating, like I would literally have to tell him, Hey, I'm a three. And then halfway through, I'd be like a five. And then sometimes I'd end up at a seven or an eight. Mm-hmm. No, so he, oh I, he knew the, the hunger fullness scale too. Cause I would like, <laughs> be like, what's your hunger? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, which one do you feel like? <laughs> but I love this. I literally just posted an Instagram post. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes talking about this very thing, how like, before intuitive eating, before understanding the hunger scale, I didn't know what gentle hunger felt like. I only knew starving and stuck sick. Like that was it for me. And I remember very clearly there was a time I was on a road trip with Bridget (laughs) of all, you know, if anyone doesn't know the story, she's my best friend from like, you know, for 20 plus years registered dietitian and she is the one who introduced me to the intuitive eating principles and I say like saved my life helped me finally stop binging and purging but this was on this particular road trip I was still deep in the thick of the issues with um, dieting or intermittent fasting or just trying everything to be good all day and then I would just struggle at night but on this road trip I didn't have as much control of the food because she was the one who had bought and packed all of the snacks Mm-hmm. Um, and I just so clearly remember because we would stop, you know, for meals and stuff and, and she's really in tune with her hunger cues. And I remember on this trip, there was a moment and I sat back and I'm like, whoa, like I'm, I'm, I'm actually hungry. Like, and not like starving, but I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm like, I'm hungry. And I can, and can think about like having a meal, like having a healthy snack. And, and it's not, I'm not anxious. I'm not terrified. I'm not like panicky. I'm just like, oh, it would feel really good to eat a wholesome meal right now. And I'm like, I, it was shocking. I was like, what is this feeling? <laughs> um, and I think that that's a lot for our clients as well, like when they're first starting. And so this is actually a really great point. I'm glad you brought it up for you. And this is what I teach as well. What was it? that brought your hunger cues back? Um, It was just that consistent meal, like consistently eating. That was, and and it was like, okay, so I would say, okay, I want to stop binge eating. And whether it was like my dietitian in the past for you, it's like, okay, well, what are you eating? And then it's like, well, I'm eating, you know, this and I'm waiting six hours. Okay, well, you're not going to stop binge eating. You're not going to stop compulsive, whatever you want to call it if you're not eating consistently. And once that clicked in my head of like, okay, first off, I need to eat consistently. If, if I plan to have around three meals a day and I get hungry half, you know, waiting for my next meal, I'm still going to have a snack because I know that, and like grand scheme of things, the, the little snack that I have is not going to it's going to bring that threshold down a little bit of like, okay, I can now wait until my next meal. And I'm not going to go into it completely just out of control and mindless. Um, and so, and I remember you had mentioned, and that I think it was trying to think like in January, um, 
but just the concept of like, if you just allowed yourself to have, and like, I know we don't talk like calories, but like, if you were just to have the 300 to 400 calorie snack, that could prevent a 1000 plus calorie binge. And it's like, just let yourself have the snack and be okay with that. And so like, once that clicked of like, I'm basically just protecting myself from the distress and the shame of a binge by honoring my hunger. Yes. That clicked. So that was just like a really easy way for me to think about it. And then it just started, you know, becoming second nature. And I will say guys, like the key snack, I will say, like, I I think definitely having three meals, even if you're, this is the thing you have to understand because everyone's like intuitive eating, listen to your hunger and fullness. Dude, if you've been chronically dieting, if you've been binge eating, then no, you cannot start intuitive eating. You have to eat intentionally before you can eat intuitively. And that means even if you're not hungry, eat breakfast. Even if you're not hungry, eat lunch. Eat, like she said, consistently at consistent times so that those natural hunger and fullness cues can come in. You have to do that first. And the ideal snack that I really don't want anyone to forget, especially if you mindlessly overeat at night, if that's when you struggle or when you're like eating all the ingredients while you're making dinner, and then you're not even really like hungry for dinner, but you eat dinner anyway, if that is your struggle, hear me out. You have to put a snack between lunch and dinner. You have to, like for me, it is a non-negotiable meal. (laughs) It's like all a snack is, is a baby meal. Like not even a baby meal. It's just a little bit smaller of a meal. Um, But like breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, I promise you having those meal experiences will help you tremendously to bring the hunger and fullness cues back. Yeah. And I think the, the next thing, so that was like, I think number one. And then the second thing was you're going to feel like psychologically full or not full, depending on if you allow that food in the future or not. And so like for me, um, one of them, like I love ice cream and had I not like said, okay, I can have ice cream whenever I want. Like, it's not like I eat it every day, but Josh and I go to, that's usually like what we go do is get an ice cream or a milkshake or something. Um, and like, I'm able to, sh- to actually feel my fullness. Um, so say we're going to dinner, right. And I know that we're going to get a milkshake. Um, if I would have like the past me would have been like, well, I'm getting a milkshake that's labeled quote unquote bad. I might as well just throw the towel in and, you know, just go crazy on dinner and then, you know, drink this milkshake and feel like complete crap. Um, but just knowing that those foods are available, it's going to affect the way that you feel full. Um, and that's kind of the psychological restriction type stuff. So just knowing that you can have it is going to make a difference of whether or not you're going to potentially feel full or not. And then the other thing is like the cleaned plate thing, right? I, I, for so long would feel like I had to finish all of the food on the plate or I would weigh out everything like when I was super obsessive about macros and stuff. And it's like, okay, this is, this is how much rice you're getting. This is how much chicken you're getting. And then I'm like, wait, but I'm not full. And I went so long just saying, well, this is what I have to do. It has to fit in these numbers. Who cares if I'm not full? Who cares if I don't feel satisfied? 
And those types of things, if you've done those things in the past, it takes a very long time to, to actually have food on a plate and feel that fullness or to feel the hunger, like going into your next meal. It's so true. So like, those are the the big ones, right? Like, and we just talked about this in my coaching call and it was so fun. It's so fun when our clients get these moments, they're like, oh my gosh. So one of them, um, she had, she loved cupcakes, like loved them. And this whole summer has just been a whole season of weddings for her and having like all these cupcakes available. And ordinarily, because she said she couldn't have the cupcake, she would end up always having like two and just eating them super fast or having more than that and just not feeling good and like whatever else saying F it the rest of the night. Well, now because she knows that she can have the cupcake, she'll try the cupcake and she's like, this isn't even any good. And then she just like gives it to her son because she's like, why? And then we had another client. It was like, it totally clicked in for her this week. She was like, I was out with friends and I was able to, um, she's like, I, we ordered, I ordered exactly what I wanted. Um, and, you know, and she was just like, and all of a sudden I realized like in the middle of it, she's like, oh, I'm full. I don't have to just clean my plate just because that's been my habit or that's what I've been taught. Oh, I can take this home and, and I can have it for later if I want to, or I can. And like the big thing, I, and I will say this guys, if you kind of have a scarcity around money, you may also have a scarcity around food. And so just recognizing that, um, the big thing to remember is you're not paying for the food. You're paying for the experience. So in order to get your money's worth, doesn't mean you have to eat all the things to get your money's worth means you leave the experience feeling warm, belly satisfied, feeling good, feeling pleasant. Um, it, I really, really just pause there. Um, I know sometimes we think it's wasteful, but there's another way we could say it's waste or it's waste. And you are not like, like your actual, your, your waste, like your, your stomach, right? And remember, you are not a waste basket. You are not a trash can, right? That it is not a waste. It is okay. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and knowing, so like there's a specific place in, we go to when my parents are here. Uh, well, sometimes we don't wait for them, but it's an amazing steak place. And they do like steaks on a, they cook them on a hot rock. Mm-hmm. They're so good. And And usually, you know, it's like a 16 ounce steak, right? And I, and then we get like an appetizer and we usually do dessert. And so, you know, having, asking them to just put it in a box, like the rest of it, you know, eat until you're hungry or until you're, you're feeling that fullness. And sometimes I would just get to that like six and because I know that we're going to have dessert and to be able to know your body in that way is pretty cool. Like I, I know exactly kind of when, when I'm going to start feeling that fullness. And then the other thing is like, what, when you really slow down and limit the distractions, what are some cues that your body is sending you that you are full? Mm -hmm. So mine, and I noticed this really early on was I would, when I started feeling full, I would take like a a, a big breath and I didn't really ever notice it, but that was kind of like how I knew I was approaching that. And so 
And then my signal to myself is when I would have the big breath, I would, you know, maybe have a few more bites and then I would push the plate forward. And that was just my way of being like signaling to myself and being like, Hey, I'm full. I know that if I go over this, I'm either going to feel uncomfortable or, you know, I might not feel the hunger a little bit later on. Dude, this is huge. And I hope people like the biggest thing that helped me was learning. Everyone should write this one down. It takes 15 to 20 minutes for your fullness cues to kick in. And so for me, one of the best tools that I started using on this journey, um, I love the A app. It is something I still use. Um, it's just, I, I take a picture of my food before eating it, which A means I'm making a conscious effort to actually sit down. Usually it's plated. I'm, I'm at the table. Um, it's me deciding I'm going to have a meal experience rather than like putting my hand in a bag and like, you know, mm-hmm. just grazing in the pantry. But the other thing is, is then, um, I had this thing for the first like long while that I'd have a reminder come up on my eight app that would pop up and say, Hey, take a time out. And it would pop up 10 minutes in after taking the picture. So 10 minutes into my meal, I'd get this reminder to take a time out where I would like, just push the plate away just for a second and set my fork and whatever down. Then I would just check in with myself and I would ask myself like, how am I feeling right now? Am I enjoying this? Is this satisfying? How much more, it wasn't saying I had to stop eating. Like I can always keep going, but like, where am I on that fullness scale right now? How do I feel? How much more do I want? Um, And that was just really, really important. The other thing is I would really challenge everyone this week. Choose one meal, one meal. How long is it taking you to eat? We've got hairdressers, we've got nurses, we've got all sorts of clients in our, um, in our, our group. And you get into this point where you've been told you don't even have time to eat, like you don't have time to take a lunch. And I tell you what, then they eat within like three minutes. You could eat an entire meal within three minutes and not feel full. And that's why we tend to overeat. That's why we tend to eat too much. That's why we tend to like keep eating after we've had our meal because our fullness cues never even had an opportunity to kick in. So if you're, if you don't take anything else away, from today, please try that experiment and see if you can make your mealtime last a little bit longer. Maybe having like your water by you so that you can take sips of water in between. Set your, your fork and knife down. Maybe for a little bit, just count your chews, like actually making sure you really chew your food. That's where our digestion starts. And if you really chew your food, guys, I promise you that alone will help with your digestion in a way that you didn't know possible. But doing those few things, I promise you'll start recognizing fullness. Yeah. And I would say like, it takes a long time. So like now I would say this is more of a thing that just it's second nature. But when I was initially like starting this whole journey out, I was, it was like 2019 and I would have my little in treatment, we would have these like little meal books where we would just write our meals down. And then we would write, um, our hunger before middle and then after, like after the meal. Um, and I did that for so long because I, I didn't know what was going to come next. I didn't know how my body was going to feel. And I would make notes of, you know, stomach ache or headache or anything like that, just so that I could start tuning in. Um, 
because I didn't know I was so disconnected for so long that I just didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then I wanted to read something really quick. Yes. Uh, da, 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 da. So I'm just going to read this paragraph. It's just the key to respecting your fullness, respecting your fullness or the ability to stop eating when you have enough to eat biologically hinges critically on giving yourself unconditional permission to eat, which is principle three, make peace with food. How can you or any dieter expect to leave food on your plate if you believe that you won't be able to eat that particular food or meal again, unless you truly give yourself permission to eat again when you're hungry? or have access to that particular food, respecting fullness simply becomes a dogmatic exercise without roots. It will not take hold. The intuitive eater in training learns to stop eating when, that they, when they have had enough to fill the stomach comfortably without feeling overly full. It's easier to stop eating at this point and leave food behind when you know that you can eat it again later. We also wanna emphasize how important it is to not turn any of these principles into a rigid rule. And, and that was the, you know, people have like used intuitive eating, you know, practices, principles as a way of dieting. Mm -hmm. And I certainly tried to do that as well. I, I did as well. But like, there are times where you are going to overeat and to not sabotage yourself and to not like give into that all or nothing mindset and just being like, this is a data point. I had this meal experience. Think about the factors. Like maybe you were stressed at work. You literally had 10 minutes before you had to get out the door. Um, you didn't have anything prepared. Like think of all of these things that added up to that experience. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and then also just the, the thought that like you can add, sometimes adding is better than that taking away feeling like in diets and whatnot. I was talking to somebody this week about like, okay, so you go to the gym, you have a crazy workout and you're ravenously hungry on the way home and you go in and you grab the cereal instead of like a balance plate or something like that. And one of the things that I've done that's helped significantly is having like an intra-workout carb. So whether it's Gatorade or mm -hmm. I like gummy bears, um, <laughs> having something like that mid-workout and then having my protein shake ready when I get in the car mm -hmm. and, and being able to have, you know, that 25 to 30, 40 grams of protein in my body starting to digest before I get home so that I can actually make a conscious meal and then yeah. have a good eating experience. That, I mean, that's huge. Like something that's going to just make you feel, and it all depends on like when your workout is when, you know, in, um, relation to your last meal, and like, we can, we can have a whole episode on peri nutrition. That's what it's called is peri nutrition, like the nutrition around your workout. Um, but I think the big things, the big takeaways I want people to have here is in order to feel fullness, you must first honor your hunger. And in order to bring hunger cues back, you must eat consistently um, and eating. And when we say consistently, the other thing is eat enough. I think that is a really big and hard concept, especially if you've been dieting because you're scared that you're going to be eating too much. But I promise you, like Victoria said, eat enough now during the day when it's a conscious effort, when it's more nourishing. Yes, maybe you overeat slightly, but it's going to be a much more nourishing experience 
uh, than it would be if you don't eat enough right now and then you're binging probably on more processed, more less nourishing foods in the evening or whatever else. So make sure you're eating consistently, try and have balanced meals. The big key word that I love to leave each of my meal experiences with is warm belly satisfied. That one phrase like changed so much for me. When I'm able to leave my meals feeling warm belly satisfied, where I know in my body, in my soul, I had a meal experience, then I was able to go three or four hours without thinking about food again. It was amazing. And then eventually that like gentle hunger would come in. It was amazing. So please don't be afraid to leave your meals feeling warm belly satisfied. I know diet culture tells us stop at 80%. Like, and, and I get it. And eventually you can start like really start understanding what is satisfied, what is full, what is overly full. But when you're first starting out, if you get a little overly full, that's okay. That's so, so normal. Look mm -hmm. at each meal experience as a new um, opportunity, right? It doesn't mean beat yourself up. I think uh, Victoria was saying that too, like give yourself compassion and that each meal is a new chance to try again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I guess we can kind of leave you with this. And Kelsey, we've talked about this on the podcast, but the diet, pen the pendulum. Yes. And, you know, the more you restrict, the more you're going to binge. And the only way to stop this drastic swinging is to just stop overreacting. Um, and specifically, like, with the hunger and fullness scale, I... I would notice that if I got myself to like a three, two, and sometimes a one, I was much more likely to be on the other end of the hunger and fullness scale feeling so, so uncomfortable and like, oh my gosh, what did I just do to myself? Like, I'm going to be miserable this evening or whatever. Um, and so my goal was to one, have my body trust itself that I was going to honor its hunger. And then the other part of it was, hey, all of these foods are available and it's okay if you want the ice cream or whatever. But if I start allowing myself to get farther on the scale, I am setting myself up not for failure, but a hard time and maybe feeling physically sick. Oh, yes. No, I, I love that you said that because that is a thing. When I would get too hungry, I would get that almost like old panicky feeling and I would tend to eat. Like it would get to the point, if I get too hungry, now I no longer care what I'm eating. I'm not making as conscious or nourishing of a decision. And I would tend to eat way too much because I was eating way too quickly. And it would totally swing that pendulum in the other direction. And so it is that motivator to like, oh, I'm feeling, and for me, gentle hunger, just to put it out there, like it wasn't this rumble. Like I know I'm hangry if I'm irritated. Like I'm too far on the spectrum if I'm irritated and if I'm like short with people. Now, gentle hunger for me, it's, and I can feel it right now, actually, I'm excited um, to go have breakfast after this, but um, it's a little bit, it's so weird. It's in the back of my throat. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just kind of this almost tightness or just kind of like in the back of my throat. I, I'll get a little bit of like a fogginess. Like I, I just, I think of it like a battery. It, this was the coolest thing for me when I really started this journey is I would all of a sudden feel like a little bit of a depleted battery. I'd mm. get a little bit fatigued. I'd get a little bit foggy. Like I couldn't really like 
my, my mind wasn't putting things together really well, maybe a little rumble in my belly, but usually it's my head and my throat. And then I would eat and I would eat to the point that I would feel like a refilled battery, right? Mm -hmm. If you overeat, we get, we get tired. We get excited, you know, like we don't feel energetic after our meals because we ate too much. But if you eat till that warm belly satisfied and you ate a nourishing meal that, you know, felt good in the moment, man, I have more energy. I feel really good after my lunch and I'm able to be more productive that's the goal. Um, we shouldn't be afraid of food because it'll make us tired. If, if we don't overeat or if we're make, honoring our hunger first, it should be a very positive experience. I totally agree. So hopefully this was um, short, shorter and sweet and um, hopefully it was something that you can is useful for you. I know that this is something that I get a lot of questions about and we talk a lot about in our group um, again just putting it out there if this is something that you would like a little bit more personal help with um, or like if you have just felt so alone with your struggles with food um, if you've struggled with overeating especially at night or binge eating or just not feeling like feeling like you're always leaving your meals just stuffed sick and just just hating yourself. Um, I need you to know you're not alone by any sense of the imagination. And that's why we have our community is so that we're able to talk together. We're able to learn from each other. We're able to support each other and encourage each other. Um, and if you'd like some more personalized help, I do encourage you to set up a free strategy call with me. Um, and you can find that link in the show notes down below. Yep. We'll link that and then um, the journal prompts and then the hunger and fullness scale. So yes. all of those are in the show notes. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on social media as well. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Have an amazing week, guys. Lovely, lovely week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.